0: Hallelujah! It was actually, I remember as a, a young boy, my parents would get, uh, I think it was uh, called the Abundant Life magazine by Orr Roberts, and uh, a lot of the books that he wrote. And he was really the first time that, first one that began preaching seed time and harvest as far as finances were concerned kind of a breakthrough and of course he got everybody got mad the religious people got mad at him for saying God is good all the time and <laughs> hallelujah and then giving us the <clears throat> seed time and harvest and it's true we sow seed there's harvest time but you can't believe how many people that are out there that their mentality is that you know we're just to give and we're not to expect anything back we're just a, sacru- a sacrificial you know jesus is the one i mean all through the bible it talks about sowing and reaping come on now seed time and harvest and uh they try to spiritualize everything but uh you know the bible's very clear that if you sow a seed you're going to reap a harvest amen yeah sure if we sow evil we're going to reap evil and so on and so forth but uh, a lot of it has to do with financial prosperity because god wants a end time harvest and it's going to take money to bring in the harvest of souls that need to be brought in amen hallelujah the gospel is free but getting it out isn't all right it takes money and so thank thank you all for giving faithfully and uh, we're going to be talking about a legacy next month and uh, what God has given us for a vision. Listen, what he's given us for a vision is greater than any of us. Amen. But he can' use every one of us to accomplish it. It's going to take everybody prayers and giving and just faith to see God do what He wants to do here at Living Word because as I've said before, I don't know of any other church like us in the area. Amen? We've got the Word of God, the Word of faith, and the, and the Holy Spirit. And uh, praise God, we can change this area. This is what we're responsible for. I know we're, we're word outre- world outreach also, and we give into ministries that send missionaries overseas and all of that. But we're responsible for the land that we're standing on right now in Jesus' name, in the area around about us. So you're part of that vision, amen. So we can't have grasshopper mentality, can we? (laughs) Amen. We started out a couple weeks ago a barrier-breaking anointing. The yoke will be broken because of the anointing. And the anointing works with the knowledge and the revelation that we have of who we are in Christ. Amen. Grace is connected with that. And if you're kind of in a lull, you probably don't understand and you're not confessing, you're not meditating on who you are. We talked about the 12 spies last week who went over and spied out the promised land that God had promised the children of Israel from the time they left Egypt all the way till they got to the brink of, of the river and going to cross over and they sent the spies over but 10 of them came back with a negative report that sounds like a lot of our families right <laughs> amen well you know you can't expect God to do that and you know it's just too terrible out there in the world and And just look at everything, the economy, uh, this price, that price, and everybody's fussing when they're in in line at the grocery store. Oh, this costing that much money. You get two items and it's $100, you know? But God's bigger than anything that the world throws at us. So, amen? Now, we can compare to us as, you know, the children of Israel, we're told that The promised land was theirs all they had to do was cross the river and and occupy and take it and God was working with them if you have God on your side God is working with us today just like he was going to work with the children of Israel but because of the influence of the ten spies Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit about them and they said we are well able if God had said it let's do it and that needs to be our attitude If God has said it let's do it but the twelve spies and, and negativity can just just spread through the camp and that's what happened so we can't go because th- we are but cr- grasshoppers in their sight we're nothing in their sight so we need to catch a new ID a new identification just like uh, Gideon we talked about him last week that uh, <coughs> again <coughs> I'll read it out of the message Bible judges judges chapter 6 verse 15 Gideon said to the angel okay my master how and with what with could i ever deliver israel look at me my clan is the weakest in manasseh and i'm the runt of the litter now how many times are we going to keep thinking that we're the runt of the litter and god can't use us because of this or because of something else amen And Gideon had the angel of the Lord appear to him. I mean, not a little Cupid. Baby angel with diapers. So the angel of the Lord, the Lord's chief representative. I don't know, maybe it's Gabriel. I don't know who it was. But the angel declared over him. And what is God declaring over us? You mighty man of valor. What's God God saying about you? It doesn't matter what everybody else says about us. What is God saying about us? If God has given an assignment to us, we can do it, not by our strength, not by our power, but by his ability in us. All we've got to do is step out. See, the whole army of Israel stayed in their tents, shivering with fear over goliath but david comes along he had a different mentality he said hey who's defiling who's this dude that's defiling the name of our most high god and david didn't look back he didn't take a a second thought he didn't say. well, you know, I'm just a teenager. I don't know if I can do that. He said, "Hey, the Lord's with me. I've whipped the lion and I've whipped the bear and I can whip that uncircumcised Philistine." <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> David didn't did not have an identity crisis. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we can hear negativity so long. And I think that's what was the camp of Israel because uh, Goliath would go out every day, every day in words, of are powerful. And he'd speak over Israel. He said, who will come? I will slay you. I will defeat you. And they heard this over and over and over again. So the mighty army of Israel were quaking in their tents. But see, David hadn't heard that. He, David had been fellowshipping with God out in the desert, tending the sheep glory to praise God. Hallelujah. So he came on the scene, not contaminated, without unbelief. Hallelujah. We can't become contaminated with and unbelief. We've got to get rid of that stuff and again declare who we are. Hallelujah. <laughs> You're not a runt of the litter you are a child of the living god praise the lord hallelujah (laughs) what does god think about us you know god thinks we're awesome Amen. Amen? amen hallelujah not what other people think about you but what god thinks about you i want to say this the image the picture and thoughts that you have about yourself has to be based On what your heavenly father thinks about you and says about you. Amen. Amen. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. Now ponder that a minute. If all of this bad stuff, well, I was raised, uh, you know, in this environment and and this person said this about me and I was always the runt of the litter I have nothing going for me and you come up under that you need to agree with this my old self has been crucified with Christ you have been dead you died with Christ that old self amen it is no longer I who live the Apostle Paul says but it's Christ That lives in me so what is he gonna do I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me hallelujah so my old self my old reasoning my old thinking what other people have said about me is in the grave it is dead hallelujah somebody else's resurrected glory to God amen Praise the Lord. And so you live now, not by your past, but you live because of what Jesus did for you. Amen. By the power of the Holy Spirit, glory to God. And I like Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. Masterpiece. I'm not in the art world, but, you know, uh, different people, I remember going with Uh, Larry Huggins many of you remember him that used to come to our church he's a prophet and uh, he was interested in in over uh, on Oak Street that art place he wanted me to take him over there and he'd walk through he's kind of artsy anyway you know he likes painting and things like that dr. Tom does too. pastor Tom and Maureen he does paintings and sells them and so forth I walk in there and I say, what is this stuff you know I don't have a clue. It looks like a two-year-old got a paintbrush and was left in the room by themselves. (laughs) But, you know, Larry Huggins, oh, that's, that's wonderful. See, so some people might look at you and say, who made that mess? But Jesus looks at you and said, "Ha, ah, you're my masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Woo, glory to God. Yeah. Hallelujah. You are perfection. Yeah. You are somebody. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew. Anew. Say anew. anew. He didn't do a makeover. He didn't patch you up. <laughs> he made you anew in Christ. See that's a secret. in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Amen. 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 See, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, God had an assignment. He wanted him to do something good, a good thing, but his mentality... His runt mentality kept him from doing that, and God had to work and change his thinking. Hallelujah. See, when you were born again, you were born anew. Hallelujah. Now, let's talk about some things, that, some signs that that show that you might have a poor self-image. Number one is doubting that God loves you and that he wants to bless you. Having a doubt that He loves you. Well, I don't know. I've been so rotten, and I've, I've missed this. I've done that, and constantly, when you, when you think about you and God, especially in prayer time, and God, I'm so unworthy. And see, that used to be taught in churches that you know we're just a worm, we're just so unworthy. They were singing songs about being unworthy instead of who they are in Christ. And so, you know, to a lot of people, that is is, is a stronghold on the inside of them, and they've got to renew their mind to the fact that they're just not an old worm saved by grace. The New Testament says we are a masterpiece. Glory to God. Amen. Number two, allowing others to abuse you and or abusing other people. If you don't like yourself, chances are you're not going to like anybody else. What was the second commandment that Jesus gave? Love your neighbor as yourself. So if you are allowing other people to abuse you, or you are abusing other people, chances are that you have a Not a good or negative self-image. Number three would be a self-destructive behavior. People cut themselves. Or they try to damage themselves. They're just addicted to drugs and everything that they can get their hands on because they're in a self-destructive mode. And no Christian should be like that. Amen? Amen? And if you are, you probably need to be delivered. Come on now. Especially if you're from a family that, that has a, a long line of alcoholics or drug addicts or something like that. You know, there are familiar spirits that can be cast down. But you don't understand the, you know, I'm born again. Yeah, I understand you're born again, but unless you've dealt with that, you don't have to put up with it because of the blood Amen. of Jesus. And you might be wondering why you're acting a certain way. Tell that demon to go in Jesus' name. Take some olive oil and pour it over your head. Amen. And they have blood of Jesus. Well, it's just to paint it on the doorpost. Just take a bath in it. Glory to God. (laughs) I'm sanctified. I've set apart for the master's use. I plead the blood over my life. I bleed the blood over my house, all over my property in Jesus' name. Well, it says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their mouth, the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. So self destructive behavior. Another one is fear of change. Fear of change. getting in a comfort zone, and I think we could all be like that in a way, right? Comfort zone, I found my comfort zone, I don't want to move out of it. I don't like anything new, bless God. Amen. This new technology is just getting to me, I can't figure it out. I've known people that when When the iPhone came out and stuff like that, they carried the old flip phones for years after that. (laughs) Because they were afraid of new technology. It was over their heads. They had to learn something new. And I have a tendency to be like that too, but Pastor Judy says, you can figure it out. (laughs) I said, I don't want to figure it out. (laughs) <laughs> hallelujah it's rough on you amen, amen. praise god i remember um, back in the day when Wendells first came out and even later on down the line that that i was on 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 the phone with kathy army a lot a long time and. And I'd crash the system and then she'd give me all the DOS commands and all of that stuff to reboot and all this kind, of, I mean it, it was crazy. <sighs> Nobody could crash a computer like me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> i just have all night trying to figure that stupid thing out, <laughs> amen? But it should be challenging we need to take on challenges understanding that we have the wisdom of God yes. that we have the mind of Christ so that we can do all things amen yes. so get out of our comfort zone I'm not afraid to you know and another thing is that if a person begins something and always quits before they complete hmm well pastor I'll do this project for you and then you don't see them for three weeks Think before you speak. Amen? Amen. Take on something and finish it. Say, I'm anointed anointed to finish. 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 (laughs) Say that again. I'm anointed anointed to finish. finish. We can all start something, but not everybody finishes it. Because it might get too difficult along the way. Right? Or it might take longer than we thought it would take. So we can start something and we can finish it. Praise God. Another thing is be always being defensive. Taking everything personal. Many people have left churches because of that. I take, you know, just a uh, pastor walked right by me and he didn't say a thing to me today. i didn't get my sunday morning hug, so i ain't going back to that church <laughs> bless god he must be mad at me see all of these are signs of a a, a poor self-image <laughs> and he said he saying, i don't know that's a, that's kind of weird but really do you ever have you ever known anybody that's always defensive you have to be careful what you say around them or they'll take it wrong huh they take everything personal. that's called offense. And it goes along with number six. It says being easily offended and easily hurt. Never able to develop great long-lasting relationships. Huh? Offense has, has put wedges in many relationships and has caused a lot of people to miss God's calling. Because they're listening to the devil. And the enemy is out to destroy your identification. And if you're touchy-feely, you don't know who you are in Christ. This sermon's coming out weird today. And you don't know who you are in Christ, you're going to pick up and move somewhere where you feel like you're accepted. And that will only last a week. Amen? hallelujah so <clears throat> we need to know who we are and love other people and not be easily offended hallelujah very popular scripture we should know it second corinthians 5 17 therefore if anyone is in christ the new creation has come and the old has gone hallelujah amen so how do we do that? How, how do we change? We know that we're born again. We understand the scripture. Well, then How do we switch over to that type of mentality where we are an overcomer? We are a victor instead of a victim. How do we do that? Well, it's through meditating on what God says about you and who you are. Amen? More than what anybody else says about you. And that's a key right there. Glory to God. And really, whatever you think on, we use meditate, but whatever you dwell on, whatever you think on, will control you, will take control of you and captivate you. So we've got to develop the skill of thinking on God's thoughts toward us. We use the word meditation a lot. James chapter 1, verse 21, let's go over there. The Amplified Bible says, so get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness and in a humble and gentle modest spirit. Now look at what this says. Receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. So here we see that the word of God, and how do we get it implanted and rooted in our hearts? By dwelling on it, by meditating on it, to, by speaking it over and over, by thinking on it, amen? And it says it, the word contains the power to save your souls. What is your soul? Your, your, your thoughts, your mental, everything, your emotions, all of this it's not talking about saving your spirit because once you're born again your spirit is renewed but see your mind your thinking brother Hagen used to call it stinking thinking (laughs) amen and that can only and we all have to develop this it doesn't happen overnight just because you say the sinner's prayer doesn't mean you're gonna come out the next day as an angel In a lot of ways, you still might act like you're still on the other side, right? But it's through study of the Word of God, coming to church faithfully, being a part of Connect Growth, being a part of everything that the church offers, everything that, that you can be around other Christians to help you promote your spiritual growth and your thinking. Amen? Beloved... I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. It's soul prosperity that will bring the other, the health, and the financial prosperity into our life. And just being able to cope with everything else, all right? So it says the, uh, the King James says uh, the engrafted word is able to save your souls the implanted word all right let's look at just another scripture here I keep an eye on the time Joshua chapter 1 beginning with verse 9 <clears throat> now remember Moses had just died and Joshua was to take over that position of leadership now Moses' shoes was a big shoe to fill because he's brought him out of Egypt, seen mighty miracles, everything. I mean, for 40 years, uh, the people had seen Moses and had him as leader. Now it's time for a new leader to come on. And I'm sure Joshua uh, kind of said, how am I going to do this, Lord? How am I going to take Moses' this place? So uh, God had to speak to Moses and listen, or to Joshua. And same thing with you and I. God has, we have to allow God to speak into our life to accomplish what he has for us to do or we'll be fearful, amen? We'll be afraid to do things and step out because we need to know that they that know their God will do exploits. That's what the Bible says. Okay, this is God's God's word to Joshua. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Isn't that what Jesus said? I'll never leave you or forsake you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. See, God has a, you know, okay, be strong and of good courage well that reminds me of another scripture be strong in the Lord and the power of his might say God hasn't changed there's no shadow of turning with God hallelujah for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers to give them verse 7 only be strong say only, only. hallelujah only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then for then save or then You will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. That is the only way you and I as Christians are going to grow in the things of God, is putting God's word first in our life. Amen? Amen. And verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And the Message Bible in Joshua 1.8 says, and don't for a minute let this book of Revelation be out of mind. Pastor Judy and I were talking about that the other day and, and uh, be, be, between the word, see we all have logos, the Bible, the written word to everybody. But Brother Hagan, Dad Hagan named his school Rhema because he was all about the revelation, the word of God specifically for you. And how do you get that? By pondering, by meditating on the word of God. See, we found out, those of you that have believed God for healing at different times in your body, you know that most of us can quote Isaiah 53, Amen, verses four and five. He bore our sickness he carried our pains and by his stripes, you are healed. But see, that's that's the word. God backs his word to perform it, but you've got to stay in that word until all of a sudden it leaps out at you and something explodes on. The, that's revelation, and then you act on that revelation and a miracle takes place in your body same thing with every other thing but see we're so busy we want to learn it. we we want to be knowledgeable of the word of god and even as great as our bible school is it's great but i encourage and all the lessons are great but you've got to go back and you can't walk out of let's say who we are in christ and move over into another area and forget about that area because if you forget about that area, you'll become weak in that area. For instance, healing maybe. And you move, well, I need money now, so I'm gonna walk over here and I'm gonna confess by, you know, he, and, and you start all of the scriptures. But how many of you know you don't like to spend money when you're sick? <laughs> Come on now. But you say, Pastor, I mean there's so many things I need to meditate on, I need financial miracles, I need healing in my body, my family needs. Well, that just means more time in the word. Amen. Amen. Writing down those promises and renewing yourself in the word of God joshua said you will have good success he says ponder meditate on it day and night making sure you practice everything written in it then you will get where you're going <laughs> amen you'll get where you're going like a message bible then you'll succeed hallelujah or you will have good success all right i want to throw this at you how do i meditate Do you know you meditate all the time how many of you ever held a grudge against somebody? Come on, be honest with me. How do you know that's a form of meditation? I don't get that i just, you know, I, don't, I don't get
1: are driving down the road. I'm, just, I'm mad at that. I'm just going to get them back.
0: I'm just, you know, I just, you know, you see them walk. Oh, man. See, that's a form of meditation, isn't it? You're thinking, come on now. Or how about that mistake you made? Mm -hmm. Oh, I should have done that different. And you just think all day long, man, I shouldn't have bought that thing. Oh, you know, just a flesh. I wanted it and just, you know, just greed. I just, I repent of that. And you'd make it all spiritual, God, forgive me. And you just meditated one day, two day, three day, four day. You get the bill in the mail for it. Man, I shouldn't have got that thing. and you don't think about anything else see that's a form of meditation so we need to take that art that we've already developed in the negative realm and begin to put the the truth of the Word of God in there and begin to dwell and think. the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want what's wrong with saying that over the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want Surely goodness and mercy dwell, you know, will follow me all the days of my life. By his stripes I am healed. Just, you know, meditate. Hallelujah. See, weary is a part of meditation. That's why Jesus said, take no thought about tomorrow. Be anxious for nothing. But by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> mm. What are you dwelling on when you go to bed? What do you dwell on when you wake up? What do you ponder? Well, oh, I just can't sleep. I'm just awake. What am I going to do? If you want to go to sleep quick, read your Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah. You gotta stop and analyze your thoughts. What is your mind putting you through? And last scripture, I'm over five minutes, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse five, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, amen? well stand with me this morning come on hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah. now the next time you you start worrying and think man i need to meditate on something else i want to meditate on the goodness of god i going to meditate on what god says about me hallelujah boy i'm gonna god loves me he loves me he loves me see you don't need to go to counseling you need to let the Word of God counsel you come on now chances are if you go to a counselor with that rebellious attitude that you have you probably won't listen to him anyway but you go to the Word of God you go to dr. Jesus and you start saying what he says about you. It'll change you from the inside out. You know? You don't want to walk out of the, uh, the, the room and, ah, that counselor don't know nothing. Think I'm going to do that. That pastor don't know nothing. Come on now. Go to Dr. Jesus. He knows how to fix everything. Amen? Lift up your hands and thank him. Father, we thank you, God, that we know who we are, that we are giants, we're giant slayers in your sight. We have been equipped with everything that the kingdom has to offer. We thank you, Father, hallelujah, that we'll stop worrying and we'll begin to meditate on all of your goodness and what you say about us in the word. We thank you for it right now, in Jesus' name. Every head bowed if you're here, and you might be going through some of these struggles that we've talked about. The first thing you need to do today is to accept the Lord Jesus into your heart. You can try all kinds of things, drugs, Counseling, you can do whatever, but nothing's going to change you like Jesus can. Accepting Him into your life, letting Him be a part of what you do, who you are, so powerful. Amen. Yes, yeah, the most important thing is you'll go from spiritual death to spiritual life, you'll be born again, you'll have life everlasting. But Jesus also, it also says that he wants you to have an abundant life here on the earth also, amen? So I want you to pray this prayer with me today. And you know, there's only one way into the kingdom of heaven, and that's Jesus. You can't get there any, you try to be good, you can't get it there, you can't get there like that. It's only by receiving what Jesus did, he died for you, he rose again, And we have to ask Him into our heart and into our life. And we're going to do that together right now. So let's all pray this prayer. And if you haven't prayed it, pray this sincerely today. And the Lord will come into your life and be your Lord and Savior. Say, Heavenly Father, I come today before you. And I acknowledge that I am a sinner. Now, Lord Jesus, thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins, taking my place. And now, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord and Savior. And I thank you that you've heard my prayer, and that from this moment on, I'm a child of God. I'm born again. In Jesus' name.